time when the fun begins. You may now have fun. Hi, I'm the Sailor. I'm the Stargazer. And welcome to Organised Fun, the board game podcast, where this week we have played the mystery agency, The Ghost in the Attic. But as usual, business first. So this technically is our first episode of Year 6. How exciting. But just got a couple of things carrying over from last week's end of Year 5 review. So we were talking about whether some countries have a national board game, and it turns out that some of them do and here are some of the most interesting ones so some of them have like a national board game just because but some of them just have like a i guess a stereotypical board game like this is a board game that you associate with this country there's loads that i haven't heard of but armenia has chess for its national board game bavaria has one called Schafkopf, which sounds like it's cool belize <laughs> pity pat <laughs> Oh, let's go to Belize and play some pity pat. Lots of countries seem to have dominoes. Brazil has dominoes. Dominican Republic has dominoes. Cuba has dominoes. I'm not very good at my geography. Are they near each other? Is that like domino land? In American films, they have old men in the park. Yes. I feel like they would have like a little park place where you play dominoes. Yes, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mancala, Gabon. I didn't even know Gabon was a country. Sorry, Gabon. Germany. (laughs) That's a game called Scat. <laughs> the National Game of Ireland, 25. Japan is Go, obviously. Like, I could have predicted that. Oh, yeah, let's predict. Can we predict any, or is that going to be racist? I think that's a borderline, yeah. <laughs> Madagascar's national game is Fanarona. What's Russia's? Durak slash chess. Trinidad, all fours. I mean, that sounds like a card game. What? United Kingdom, cribbage. Cribbage. How many times what have you played is? cribbage? <laughs> Like, I'm always playing cribbage. Can't move for cribbage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the international, no, not the international, the national United Kingdom cribbage tournament. Okay. Second only to the World Cup, I would say. <laughs> exactly. There you go. America, Monopoly and poker. Weird. Oh, I might have guessed poker. Or old men in the park playing chess, really. But I suppose, because I mean, Texas Hold'em, like, one of their states has its own version of poker. Yeah, so you could guess that. But Monopoly, weird. I suppose it was invented by an American lady, wasn't it? But there you go. So the answer to that question, yes, some countries do have national board games. Hooray for them. The only other thing, so last week we were talking about the H-Index, which I have become obsessed with. And we said we were going to look up what the H-Index of countries to listens that we had. So we've got a H-Index of 12. That means we've got 12 countries with 12 or more listens. But there you go. Like, Like we discussed last week, I don't really know what to do with that information just ha i've got a h index of 12 when it comes to countries listening to stuff there you go are you impressed play to win right as i said then so this week we've been playing the mystery agency ghost in the attic which you got me for my birthday thanks (laughs) many many trial and tribulations yes i mean naming no names but there's a certain delivery company in the uk that is not reliable (laughs) and had many attempts at trying to get this anyway but yeah so it's like an escape roomy type puzzle solving game but it is designed by henry lewis who is one of the creators of mischief theater so the play that goes wrong peter pan goes wrong all of that sort of stuff so we love him anyway and we have seen him a good couple of times in fact actually we saw him what episode did we record the night after mischief movie night and we were just going moon (laughs) moon 
yeah so like it's created by someone that we are aware of and that we are fans of so that has that extra added bonus doesn't it but he is fabulous you're reminded that enjoyment is compulsory it's over to you to read the box so this is generic mystery agency box rather than ghost in the attic box the mystery agency is concealed in a secret location which is rumored to be beneath a famous london street its archive occupies a vast five-story basement with the most sensitive artifacts stored at the deepest level. In the 1960s, a rumour began to circulate among the staff that a sixth and even seventh level of the archive existed, housing materials so sensitive even many who worked there did not know about it. There's a lot of S words in them. (laughs) Do I have to read the other side? I think you should. (laughs) When a mystery went unsolved, when an event defied the laws of science, when a story seemed too strange, it was placed in the secret archive of the Mystery Agency. That archive has remained unopened until now. Shit. (laughs) So, yes. There are, I think, three or four different, like, boxes, Mystery Agency, like, cases that you can crack. Oh, fact. Yes. I think, and I could be wrong, so maybe this is not the time to bring it up. I think you can do, there's three. Yeah. But if you have all three, they combine to make like an uber fourth. What do you mean they combine? How? I mean, I'm now out of information. <laughs> where, where, what has given you this theory? I think it said on the website. Okay. <laughs> well, that, that's something to look Henry forward Lewis, to. If you could just clarify this <laughs> for us. And also, if you could say, <laughs> A fun workforce is a one workforce. So, first of all, you have to scan a little QR code and go onto a website to to get things rolling. And... (laughs) put in a password and it did not bode well that I misread the password so we spent about 10 minutes going like why isn't this working what the hell oh no before we start it comes like padlocked you can't even get into the game oh yeah well but that's part of the story right so yeah okay right when you open the thing there's a padlocked board game box ghost in the attic and a newspaper article that tells you oh hang on before spoiler alert like obviously this is gonna totally rip the story to shreds so if you're gonna play this just you know Tune out. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. It comes with this newspaper article about these these brothers that made a board game and then people who played it started to die and then they were recalling all 500 copies of the board game and they were like tracking down, you know, the last ones so that no one else died. Fair enough. Oh, that's sweet. Aren't they good? Aren't they doing a good deed yeah. trying to save people from their haunted board game? So literally all you have to go on, first of all, is this newspaper article and then a padlocked, chained up game. And like already you can tell that that this is like the production value on this is amazing because it's like a proper metal chain and a proper metal padlock with a combination lock you know it's not fake oh you know what i mean like in other escape roomy type games i'm thinking of like exit which and they're brilliant but they are it's you know it's just cheap card and, and pretend sort of stuff but this has real chains real locks real little and later on you get like a wooden box that's also padlock you know it's all the stuff is like real like locks and stuff so then you log on to the website and and the fir- I can't remember what the first clue was. 
Teeth. Teeth. This game has teeth, and that's that's it. That's all you've got to go on. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I'm not going to talk through every single puzzle, but there was adverts in the newspaper article. A comb has teeth. Picture of a comb. That was the numbers, but whatever. But through, like, the course of the story, there are some puzzles, you know, you unlock stuff and you get more bits of paper, etc., etc., but then there were others that were internet-based, so you found a secret website and you type that in, and then there's more clues on the website. But it was all like just really well themed wasn't it like one of the websites was this paranormal investigator website and it had this picture of this like geeky dude in his little internet dungeon sort of thing and then another one was the official website for the board game company you know it's like just the effort that has gone into this to make it look and feel like a genuine story is pretty cool yeah (laughs) to solve this mystery and prove you have faced the ghost enter walter's last words one try 1956 that's the year on april the 6th just two days after the board game went on sale in the usa the broke brothers employee passed away what would april the 6th be 6456 46 no yeah they do it back at that 4656 broke brothers announced on may the 9th that it was recalling all editions 5956 If you purchased a copy of The Ghost in the Attic, do not play this game. Seal box shut with packing tape. Return it to our factory address. Brogue Brothers Entertainment, 1401 West Belford Avenue. 1401? No. Oh, first clue start here. (laughs) Dear agent, you are extremely brave to take on our scariest mystery yet. I hope you can solve it. The enclosed newspaper article gives you some background. I'd start there. All we know so far is that the haunted board game, The Ghost in the Attic, was released in America in the mid-1950s. And until the ghost is banished, no one who plays the game is safe. Fortunately, you don't need to play the game to solve the mystery. To solve it, you need to banish the ghost by helping it complete any unfinished business it might have. To prove the job is done, enter the ghost's final message into the mystery agent computer. Also, when this item came into our possession, it had this note stuck to it. Careful, this game's got teeth. I hope it makes more sense to you than it did to us. Good luck. Neil, someone, Chief Custodian Mystery Agency. Okay, so is there an advert for dentistry or something? Comb. Count the things. Three, eight. Hey! Oh, clever. Oh, well Yeah. I would still be here tomorrow. Telegram from Laurie Brogue. Eddie, I've not heard from you since your note dated September 16th. I found and destroyed the copy in Seattle and have made it to Anchorage. Since I arrived on Monday, it has not been above 20 degrees and my motel room has no heating. The tip that I was given has led me to a house here. I've called every day but no answer. Perhaps they're out of town. I've decided to stay here for a few days in case they return. I make it only 14 more copies of the game unaccounted for, and there are still a dozen leads I have to follow up. Also, as you know, I found a telephone number for the medium Hugh Decat. He only lives 20 miles outside the city. I know you said not to go out but I did call on him. Hugh was very knowledgeable. He said that all ghosts are lost, stuck on this plane because of some unfinished business. If we can give Walter what he wants, then he will be able to pass on. I do wish you would consider that. Ooh, we know what we did. Hope you are getting my letters. I feel as though all this has come between us, and that plays on my mind a lot. I hope you're keeping well. Love to Bethany and my nieces and nephew, your brother Laurie. P.S. In Seattle, I spotted some markings on the base of the ghost in the attic box, which I'd never noticed before. Is that a marking or is that just a smudge? What constellation is that? Aquarius. I feel like we got all this cool new information and don't know what to do with it. The underlined bits, www.s.p.o.k.y. 
Oh wait, have I missed my dash? Well, do you think it would be spooky? Have I missed an O somewhere? P O. Yes, I did. So spooky dash A M E R I C A dot C. It's good dot com. Yeah. <laughs> Could have worked that out. Archiving America's ghostly goings on. Hey, this is Nikki Castlegreen. Thanks for visiting my site. Don't forget to recommend to friends. That's all I ask in return for access to the most comprehensive archive of spooky stuff ever compiled in the United States. We currently have over 905 unresolved spooky things in our database. Get involved. Look up what you need and recommend to friends. Okay, guys? That's all I ask. So they've made an actual whole fake website. Horrorcon 2004 is cancelled due to low turnout. Search the Spooky America archive. Case reference. Five-digit number. Uh, okay, so hang on. Those, whatever the equation that is, equals the case reference number. Do these have numbers on them? Okay. You gotta use the objects to generate a code, but how? <laughs> Here we go, right. What is it first? telescope so that is going to be oh here we go secondhand collection of telescopes and navigation equipment call emily collins on 987-555-0009 for more details 40 quid the lot okay we've got a telescope what's next star chart can't find anything that links to star charts or the armillary sphere unless we've got that anchor because yeah. this okay right so if we were doing the prices of things so that one the anchor is eight the ship, if we're going for the Belvedere cruise, is 85. And then the helmet is 7. I've got chalk, but what would a Q? Oh, right on Q. Okay, so the Q is 1. Triangle. Do you reckon it's the pizza wedge? Yeah. So that's 1. And then the chalk is 5. Okay. Test tube. Is that a tube of ointment? Oh yeah, tube. 6. Retort flask is the hip flask. So that's 12. And the coat... 29. So we just need to work out the tele... Right, we did this telescope, right? Which was 40. Star chart. Oh, star. Four star. Two. And then the armillary sphere. The ball? Three. And then add them together. 74224. Boosh! Okay, that is the snooker balls. And then the periodic table of elements is going to link to the scientist area because we've got lots of elements mentioned. So, red, blue, black, brown... One, five, seven, four. Thirteen is aluminium, A-L. Iodine, it's probably just I, isn't it? Where's iodine? Yep, I, A-L-I. Cerium. Where is cerium? Is that even a thing? Did it even say cerium? Oh, hang on, there's more elements down there. C-E. A-L-I-C-E, Alice. Bromine. B-R on that side? Yep, eight and eight. O, so O-O, B-R-O-O. Potassium is K. And then 16 is S, sulfur. Alice Brooks. Who's she? <laughs> Who the fuck is Alice Brooks? Is she the one whose husband later died? No, Emily Reynolds. Company Archive, Lawrence F. Brogue. If you've arrived on this site, you're probably curious about the ghost in the attic and my lifelong mission to locate and destroy every edition we made. I tracked down almost all of them in the first two years of my search, but the final 14 proved hard to find. However, I have slowly but surely found every copy except one, 372. Is that our one? It is our one. <laughs> Which is still unaccounted for. Perhaps it's been destroyed by someone else, or perhaps it's still out there. In the last 18 months, my health has declined and I've been unable to travel to follow up on the remaining leads I have. By the time someone reads this, I may be gone. I need help. 
I have more details on how to banish Walter, but to ensure this information doesn't fall into the wrong hands, I have protected it behind these four passcodes. A number, a name, date, and a word. Retrievable only by someone who finds themselves in possession of Game 372, the last surviving copy of Ghost in the Attic. Lawrence Brogue, August the 14th, 1998. So it's a name, a number. So we've got the name, Alice Brooks. We've got the number from the snooker balls. A date and a word. Well, I, the date, those are those. Ah, true. And the word is going to be Aquarius oh, because okay. of the star chart. But I can't do the middle one because I keep landing on S. So it would be September, right? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Lawrence F. Brogue. What was that? Made you jump. Whoops-a-daisy. Something went bump. Lawrence Brogue. October 9th, 1999. Okay, passcode for classified documents now. Is this the other half of the picture? I bet you, Walter, I reckon Walter is another brother. Walter Brogue. Did they kill their brother then? You woke me up. Now I want to play. It's my game after all. The other boys took it, they did. Stole my game, stole it. I can prove it, prove it. Look at the blueprints. Find what Laurie's hiding. I can show you how to get in. Help me tell the truth. He invented the game. And the boys They together. stole it. Yeah. And here's the blueprints. Oh. List new inventor, Walter Brogue, right? Confirm. Oh, all is well, see you in hell. So that must be his final message, right? Hey! One hour, 26, 56. Brogue solved. Walter Brogue was found dead in his attic with two gunshot wounds to the chest. Bullet casings on the scene matched a handgun discarded in the backyard. This handgun was found with fingerprints on it matching those of Eddie and Lawrence Brogue. Lawrence and Edward Brogue visited the DA and no charges were ever brought against the brothers. The case officially went cold on September 17th, 1958. Those bastards! Well, no wonder he's haunting them. I would. You can choose to compete against the clock or like do it in your own time. We chose against the clock, didn't we? We got like, I think it was an hour and 26. Yeah, 10 minutes of that was the beginning. Yes, but also um, each time you use a hint, it automatically adds 10 minutes onto your time. Oh, does it? Does and it? we had to use a couple of hints, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, we were not gifted. Well, I'm not gifted at this kind of <laughs> thing. Like, I enjoy it, but also I'm totally useless. <laughs> but we got there in the end. <laughs> so we can have to look for a clue already. The attic objects and the newspaper will be useful in unravelling this one. There are four passwords required to unlock the Brogue Brothers website. To find them, you'll need to study the rooms on Ghost in the Attic board. And to solve this one, you'll also need to use a spooky website and find a photograph. This password is a number. Okay, so if that's that's the snooker player, right? And we know the scientist is Alice Brooks. Then the next one is creaky floorboard cards, which says don't make a sound was on the box, right? So is there some... Oh. Oh. Uh, hint. You need to have decoded the message written in stickman code on the outside of the board game box to find out what Walter's riddle is. Which we found. Shadow. Yes. I will say, and again, this is going to spoil the whole twist, but I, I did see it coming because of something I read on the board of the game. So I, you know, I thought there was going to be... So these two brothers made this game and this employee called Walter died and he's the ghost, right? But I was like really, really closely peering at the game board just in case there were any clues written on there. And there's, you know, it's designed like an attic. So there's lots of junk in the attic and there's lots of books and the books are like, like funny titles. So there was a couple of name drop, you know, Henry Lewis's 
his name is on a book. Kenny Wax, the director of all the mischief stuff, his name was on a book. But then there was one box that had the name of the brothers. And so the books, it had E Brogue for Eddie, L Brogue for Lawrence. And then the other one said W Brogue. And I was like, well, that's obviously Walter then, isn't it? Like, oh, So God. even though the big reveal that he was the third brother and that they'd done him in, I was like, yeah, I called it. <laughs> but not everyone would look, not everyone would have spotted that. Please make sure you hit your fun quota. Should we frag the puzzly bit? Start us off with fun then. Five. Yeah? Yeah. It was quite hard. We did need a couple of clues. If they didn't have clues, I'd just have been stuck. Yes, true. But then I suppose that's the same with any puzzly type. Can you imagine if they just didn't give you clues? <laughs> You'd just be there for hours. I told you where to look, but not what. Like, they weren't very specific. It, you still had to solve it. Yeah. But it, you could just narrow it down a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. No, I'm going for five as well. I mean, I love stuff like this. It's it's a challenge, isn't it? It's fun, but you also get that cerebral sort of satisfaction of, like, yeah, working something out. And because there was this puzzle with the snooker balls and just spotting you be like, yeah, that's the sneaker balls you know that sort of yeah I got this I'm clever yeah I've never got that (laughs) replayability is Um, a difficult one yeah so the actual like getting into the game and solving the mystery that's a one-off isn't it yeah but then the board game itself you can play yes which makes me wonder the others in the set do you think they would all come with a component that you can have forever and play again they can't all be board game stories can they so maybe this one because yeah as you say at the end you get the ghost in the attic board game to play but the others maybe they don't anyway give it a score gotta be a one hasn't it like now you know the mystery yes oh yeah we're talking oh yeah we're talking just about the puzzle element yeah well even the naught then because you can't play again well yeah, I suppose yeah. you can you could wrap it back up and give it to someone else to replay yes but you could not replay it no okay yeah I was gonna go for zero but you're right I think I'll go for a one but as you don't destroy anything. no and that's the difference because in exit you draw on stuff and you tear stuff up but there's no element like every element of this is still intact so you could just reset it yes yeah aesthetic oh the aesthetic was really good like you said it's got proper you know it comes locked up in a chain and the newspaper looks like a genuine newspaper from the 50s and five yeah i was thinking five as well just again because every element of it is detailed so perfectly like you said about the 50s newspaper the picture of these brothers we're trying to work out if they just googled a picture of three like 50s people or have they staged the fact like it just looks like it is a genuine old photo and all of it yeah it's it's very well done and even like obviously the haunted board game but when you open it it's got those stupid you know in every horror movie ever where some child does a horrible (laughs) picture of some scary thing and all scratched lettering you know it all just looks yeah it just looks really good (laughs) gameplay i don't know is the fact that we had to have clues bring it down or was the fact that the clues were there and very helpful but i think that's part of the gameplay mechanic isn't it that there is help there if you need it i mean us being bad at the puzzles and needing help isn't the game's fault is it i guess there are only two of us and i'm not very good at them so (laughs) yeah if we were playing with a whole team of people it is almost you could have as many people as you wanted yeah i don't see anything wrong with the gameplay so five cool i'm going for four this time just because so some and i I don't know maybe this is a me problem and not a game problem but like we were saying after we played it some escapey puzzly things are quite linear you know you do one puzzle and then that gives you a component that you need to do the next puzzle and then that gives you the component whereas this it was sort of some things you could do in different orders and so sometimes it was a little bit well okay so we've got this clue here which we don't 
don't know what means yet. And then there's this as well, but there's also this. Yeah, so I saw I saw something that we needed later. And yeah, so just for me, the the route, I suppose, the narrative route through it got got a bit muddled and could get a bit muddled. It wasn't always clear this one first, then this one first, then this one. Because so there was a message written on the back of the deck of cards, which we only noticed because when you look up the hints, it has a list of like all the puzzles, like and you choose which one you need a hint for. And one said creaky floorboard cards, and I was like, oh, there's a puzzle with the creaky floorboard. Card. Like if we hadn't seen that written on there, I don't know when we would have spotted the message on the cards, and that would have caused us great difficulty. You know? Yeah. So I think yeah, for me, I'm knocking one off just because the flow, the route wasn't always clear, and it could have got a bit muddled there. But. 15 and a half is its frag for the puzzle. That is quite good. It's in the top quarter. But yeah, I, was gonna, I feel bad, I guess, for these sort of puzzle games because they're always going to score low on replayability. So that's always going to, you know, like the experience was like a top frag experience, but they're always going to be hampered by the low replayability value, aren't they? But there you go. Well, the, the, the puzzle element of the mystery agency, was it a win or not? Yes. Yes. Good, good, good. So that makes it 113.41 to the gamers. But there is more, dear listener, because as we have said, you get the Ghost in the Attic board game because it's part of the story. And it says in the instructions, doesn't it? You do not need to play the board game to solve the puzzle, but you have all the pieces and all the dice and the rules and everything. So we played that afterwards as well. So... Here we go, bonus, little second game. Sign up today for your local fun patrol. Right, so was it? It's for four players. Up to, because we up to, Yes, up to four players. So you have the, the board is this map of the attic and each player starts in a different corner and you just have three items that you need to collect. So I was the sailor, I needed an anchor, ship in a bottle and a diving helmet. What did you need? I was the stargazer and I needed a telescope and a star chart and then one of those what do they call it thingies armillary armillary sphere what is that for who knows (laughs) so it's a really simple like roll and move isn't it you roll the dice there's paths around the attic you have to like go collect an item and bring it back to your home space and the first one to collect all three of their items and get them home wins boom right i'm gonna get the diving helmet and then do i have to take it home let's take it back close to delivering the diving helmet. Like, why would anyone go through the dangerous? Slow and steady wins the race, right? One, two, three, four, five. Back on my way home with the diving helmet. Collect this anchor. Are you gonna go the dodgy way? It's a good little sprint. Drop off the anchor. Gonna have concussion, but at least I'll have my ship in a bottle. <laughs> you get another go, I'm stuck. I'm stuck in the floor. But there is this element of the ghost <laughs> in the attic. So the middle space, what is it? He's sealed in a box, isn't he? He's in a chest. And the closer you get to it, there are more spaces with, with like numbers on. And you have to roll that many ghost dice. And they literally either have Zs if he's asleep or a picture of the ghost if he wakes up. And so you roll them. If you wake up the ghost, you lose an item and you have to go back to the start, basically. Yeah, but you, depending on the square you step on, the closer you get to him, him, the more dice you have to roll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you're far away, you only roll one dice, but if you're right next to him, you roll four dice. But there's always routes, like, you don't have to go next to the ghost chest, do you? You can choose to take the longer route. And I don't even think, why would anyone <laughs> go past the ghost your, chest? If you rolled quite high on the dice, you could bomb past that into me. Yes, true. 
Oh, back to the start for oh, you. Yeah. You woke Walter. <laughs> Clumsy. <laughs> I'm not going to risk going through the busy ghost. That's just silly. Two, three, four. Wow, shit. <laughs> he sleeps. No! Fuck you, Walter. I mean, it's tense enough just rolling two ghost dice. Imagine rolling three or four. <laughs> So that brings on to the, the sort of final piece. It's a really simple game, but there are other spots called Freaky freaky Clawboards. <laughs> freaky Clawboards. Creaky Floorboards. And there's a deck of cards that are just, you know, you bang your head, miss a turn, you trip on a floorboard, stumble forward, you know, or you fall through a trapdoor or whatever, just to sort of progress things along a little bit. But part of that deck was, what was it? A mirror and a bedsheet. Yeah, that you can, like, scare the ghost away first. So that was good. Yes. Uneven floor. Slide forward five spaces. Oh, that's good. Oh, yeah. What was that? Scurry forward three spaces. Stuck. Your foot gets jammed between two floorboards. Miss your next turn while you prize it out. These old houses. I know, right? <laughs> Such a treacherous and oddly spacious attic. <laughs> two dice is a dangerous wall to space. Oh, you've got the knack. I'm just naturally stealthy. Yeah. <laughs> right, I'm going the other way this time. You stumble on a loose floorboard, trip forward three spaces. Feeling nimble, roll again. Ooh. I am feeling extremely nimble. <laughs> trapdoor. You fall through a trapdoor and appear in the sailor's home space. Well, that's exactly where I need to go. Bump, you bang your head on a low beam, stumble forward four spaces. Ooh. You find an old sheet. Next time you wake Walter, cover yourself in the ghostly sheet. Scare him back and stay where you are. When you've used the sheet once, return this card to the pile. Oh, that's good that you've got ways of avoiding. Mm. You find a mirror. Next Ooh. time you wake Walter up, hold up the mirror to scare him away. Oh, yeah, you I've got mega Walter protection. <laughs> no! Old sheet. <laughs> Get lost, Walter. My anti-ghost kit. Yeah. <laughs> okay, there's not really much else to talk about. It was just really <laughs> little, simple, yeah, it was nice. cute little game. But yeah, so let's do a little bonus, bonus frag on that one. Fun. I'll start with it. Okay, I'm going to go three. And it's because it was very simple. There was that element that was tense. Like when you land on, you have to roll the ghost dice and that's sort of like, oh, dice, yeah. yeah, am I going to wake him up? Am I not? But other than that, it was just roll the dice and move along the track. You know, there were quite a few turns where you roll and you just land on a regular space and nothing happens sort of thing. Yeah, so three for me. Yeah, three. I feel like I had a good time. I wasn't overly taxed. No. <laughs> it was quite tense, yeah. <laughs> I think, I guess what we've got to, you know, the main element is the escape roomy puzzle solving thing. This is just like a fun byproduct of it yeah. that, that fits with the story. So I think expectations can't be too high. You, can't, you don't expect like a fully epic, immersive board game. I don't know which frag to put it on, but the mystery required like very high cerebral. <laughs> like you, it was quite thinky. Yeah. And then the board game was for like five plus. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Because the, the, I think on the bottom of the box it says 14 plus recommended for the but yeah so the, the puzzle element 14 plus but the ghost in the attic board game a fucking monkey could play <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but yeah replayability then i mean you can replay it yes it wouldn't like there's no variation like it wouldn't be different every time no it's just whether you roll the dice chance more than anything and it's not even something you know like sometimes if all four of us were playing it's not like there's any interaction between us 
so it wouldn't matter that there's more of us playing it wouldn't change the dynamic of the game at all almost play on your own yes what number are you thinking i'm thinking three again i mean it is replayable it was quite fun if you got like if i came around and you were like hey let's just play this for 10 minutes i wouldn't be upset about that yeah but it's not something that you would instantly like after you've played it you wouldn't be like hey let's play that again because no not a number no 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 are you going for three yeah yeah aesthetic oh mate i thought you were pausing well i was i was thinking but feel free to jump like i don't really know so the little people yeah they are so good like the detail one of them is wearing glasses and you can see like it's really proper yeah the like, everything is very high quality cards and everything really thick yeah everything's very high quality you had a problem with the colors oh which is weird you've got four different playing colors but two of them are shades of green and two of them are on the yellowy orangey ready spectrum i mean like that's not hard is it <laughs> And I know, you know, different colours are available, but what's wrong with your box down to red, green, yellow, blue? Like, why these two shades of green is just like light green and a slightly darker green. And then you've got like a reddy orange and then a more of a yellowy orange. Like, we're very similar to each other. Yes. I was also going to say something about the objects that you have to collect. Like, they're just like grey, silvery plastic. Fine, fine, fine. But when you set them up, so there's a silhouette of each one on the board of where you put it. But... Some this is just me being picky, but some of them, like the armillary sphere and the what else? Another one, maybe it was just the armillary sphere. There was one, but so that stands vertical, but the silhouette obviously is flat, and so it just bugged me that like, well, should I lie it down then so it's flat, but it's clearly meant to be standing? But like that was just me being picky and weird about it, but that just grated on me a little bit. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Anyway, right. Number for aesthetic. I'm I'm going four because obviously, right. The the board is very detailed, like all the map, you know, stuff because it's part of the. Were there any clues on the actual board? There weren't, were there? Oh no, there was. There were science elements. Yeah, yeah. So that had to be detailed because it was part of the puzzle. So yeah, I'm going for four. I'm just knocking it down for the color and the armillary sphere, vertical, horizontal. Yeah, four sounds fair. Cool. Gameplay. Sorry, that was a long pause while I was thinking. <laughs> It was it was fine. It was fun. Like I said, it drastically reduced the complexity. I was expecting it to be better. Sounds harsh. I get what you're saying. Like after the brain melting challenge of getting to the end, it was a very dumped down. Now welcome to the kids' right. corner. Just roll, just roll the dice and walk along these pathways. Even the little cards. There was either something like hit your head and miss a turn or stumble and move forward or trapdoor um, trap or you got two defences against the ghost. But there weren't that many. Like we had to shuffle. We went through them twice, didn't we? Yeah. I don't know. Missed opportunity. I can't think really without making it more complex. No. There was no real narrative. Once you'd done the, the puzzle, it was amazing with this really detailed story. And then the board game was like, oh yeah, there's a ghost in the middle. Just walk past it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I was kind of expecting more. And because, obviously, in the puzzle, the ghost of Walter was killing people. But this one is just like, oh, you woke him up back to the start. You know, like, I don't know, there wasn't enough yeah. threat. Like, who is this ghost? <laughs> and why is he there? And what does he want? And... 
Yeah. Yeah, I would have loved it if it was more. Yeah, go for a number. I'm going to go... Oh, is it harsh? Because it was quite fun. Just and go with your gut. Go with what I you feel. Wow, what a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to go for three, just because I'm generally more a positive person. You're yeah. just mean. I think too simple compared to the experience of the puzzle. Some dead turns where, like, not much happens. And just... It did... And we were saying this when we were playing. Obviously, it's all luck. So you could theoretically just keep waking the ghost up mm-hmm. and be stuck for like an hour just yay I've collected two items oh I've got to give one back because I woke up the ghost oh go and collect it oh I woke up you know that could in theory happen infinitely I did worry about four minutes in yeah we're going to be here forever <laughs> and, and you know I have a pet hate about finishing the game so I've got train to catch I do you've got a long drive ahead but no we're not leaving until one of us has collected I genuinely <laughs> worried that might be an issue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like there was a point where I had to return an item and you had two items and it was just very clear you were going to win. Well, you shouldn't have kept waking up a ghost. You were just clumsy. I was, I was clonking along on these floorboards. You were like bombing through the attic like la 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 la. <laughs> <laughs> I would have loved more narrative like that. That would yeah. be funny. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sticking with my two. Cool. So that gives the, the game portion a frag of 12.5. Is that still solid? That's all right. It's in the top half. If we were to do an average of the experience as a whole, quick quick maths, hang on, 27, 28, divided by 2, 14. So it gets like an average frag of 14. Oh, I don't think that's fair because I'm mystery with Yeah, but I'm just, I mean, like, we don't have to average them together. I'm just saying, should you wish to? Oh. 14, yes. But I have come up with a problem because are we going to ask if this was a win or not? Because then I my total... Because it was fun. Yeah, but I'm not going to change the total because we're on episode 154, right? And 113 plus 41 equals 154, and I can't have my ratio adding up to not the right now, not the right amount of episodes. That would stress me out. Overall, still a win. Overall, still a win. Good. There we go. But yeah, it was like just like I don't know how else to say it. It's like escape room game, but premium quality like yeah and yeah just it's almost like a collect you know like i'm keeping all of it just as a collector's that you know it's... i'm surprised you haven't padlocked it back up <laughs> no because then you wouldn't be able to play ghosts in the attic without solving the whole mystery again oh, no, first <laughs> but yeah it was very very good fun cool oh do you know what you know right based on your spurious facts about combining <laughs> them but wouldn't it be good do you know did you come to the escape room party? Yes. Yes. So I'm in an escape room. Many, many correct answers. <laughs> yeah, I turned the flat into an escape room, and each puzzle you unlocks like part of the party. So you unlock the drink cabinet, and then you unlock the snacks, and you unlock. Wouldn't it be cool if you had one, and each puzzle you unlocked part of the board game? So you've got the pieces, and then you solve another puzzle to unlock yeah. the dice, and the another puzzle is the board. And so by the end of it, you had assembled all the bits for a much more complicated game. That would be good. That would be good. Maybe when I get my new flat, escape room party mark two, and that's how it will go. Although it took us fucking hours, didn't it? It took me long enough to set it up. Anyway, digress. (laughs) Right, well, yeah. Cool, we're definitely going to get the others, the other mysteries, and then we can prove Bunty wrong when they don't combine into some weird (laughs) Transformer-style puzzle. Or maybe they will. One of us is going to be wrong. I'm confident. I have faith in Henry Lewis. If he's listening to this and it's not the case, he'll be like, oh shit, <laughs> like, so make them make them combinable. <laughs> but 
anyway, yeah, well, I've been Phil. I've been Bunty. And remember, non-relinquum in Arca Reperculo. You can find us on Facebook at Organised Fun Pod. You can find us on Twitter at Fun Organised. Thanks for listening. Bye, Ludophiles. Bye. <laughs> 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 Next time when we stop. Good night. Good night.